Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good morning, cruel world. It is, uh, <laughs> it's very sunny here finally today in Pensacola. This is Pensacola Business Radio, and uh, I'm Keith Overt, and we are broadcasting live from our Business Radio X studios in Pensacola. Go figure. And uh, I am across the a wonderful clean white table today for, uh, <laughs> from Miss Amy Bowen, who is the new chief curator, mm-hmm. director, head sensei, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yes. Of the, of the uh, Pensacola Museum of Art. So welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Keith. You are, uh, em- embarking on a journey from, from what I've grasped. Uh, yes. Yeah, completely. So in, fill the rest of us in. <laughs> How did you get here? Well, that's kind of, it's a little bit of a winding story. I've been uh, originally from Pittsburgh, but um, we were in Pensacola from 2009 to 2012. Uh, came down to serve as the director of the art gallery at UWF, mm-hmm. known as TAG UWF. Uh, then in 2012, left to pursue my PhD at Florida State University. Go, Go Noles. I'm with you. I'm there. I'm there. Um, and so now I'm in my dissertation phase. I'm a curator. <clears throat> at my uh, PhD is in art history, but I'm a curator at heart. And so that's what I wanted to pursue, continue to pursue um, museum work, especially in the nexus of the academy and, mm-hmm. and the museum. And uh, I got a call in January uh, um, from Mr. Brendan Kelly um, talking about this really amazing opportunity with the Pensacola Museum of Art and the University of West Florida joining forces and wanting to know if I'd be interested in stepping into the position. And I could not pass that up. Yeah, I mean, Florida. Uh. (laughs) And we love Pensacola. And we've been hopping around the panhandle a little bit since we've been here. And, um, you know, it's it's one of our favorite towns. Um, So the opportunity to come back here, reunite Mm -hmm. with old friends, and then have a um, like party at the moon tower. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then to have this opportunity to, to shepherd a museum through this uh, moment of, of transition and yeah. of becoming um, was just a, too good to pass up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, nothing like somebody giving you a canvas and saying, go yes. and create, right? Yes. Especially giving a creative a canvas and <laughs> yeah. go create. Absolutely. So for those that really don't understand what curating means, mm-hmm. tell me. Um, well, I'll give you sort of the definition of what curating is nowadays. It kind of has evolved over time. Um, but essentially, curating is basically thoughtfully uh, creating a thoughtfully considered um, narrative, um, in the case of art, through art and objects. Storytelling through pictures and, yes. and stuff. Absolutely. Awesome. I like, like a visual essay and mm-hmm. you have space and material to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, I'm digging it. It's a good afternoon. So, okay. Um, whereas, you know, in the days before you'd say curator and most people thought the old guy with the bionicle walking around yes. making sure people weren't staring yeah, at Yeah, don't touch my object. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, okay. So you've been brought on obviously because it feels like you're talking about, um, a really big transition, not, not in any form of, good or bad, but in a transition of maybe the way that they're deciding to operate and really mm-hmm. start bringing the experience to people. Absolutely. Um, I think that the Pensacola Museum of Art is a staple in the city and has been for 62 years. 
Um, well, before that, it was a it was a, it was a really big stable. Yes, yes, it was a <laughs> it uh, had a prominent place in 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 the city, and we actually have. So one of the great things is offering. Uh, we offer um, experiential learning opportunities for students, and we actually have a public history um, master's student working with us this summer as an intern, uh, Mariah Hills. I'll give her a shout out. Um, and she's doing research into the institutional history of the building. And so we're really digging cool. into the archives of the history of the space. Alcatraz, huh? Yep. Yep. Nice. Because I, I always found that really interesting, like a prison, which is a state of like oppression and containment. Mm-hmm. And like an art museum is supposed to be a space of like freedom expansion. and expansion. Yeah. 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 And, um, but they share some, and, and actually lots of museums, uh, or there's a handful of museums that are in repurposed jails because they share some of the same like physical functions, mm-hmm. like lack of windows is mm-hmm. helpful for both a jail and an art museum. Uh, the, the Clank is actually <laughs> a museum in central London. No way. Yeah. That's and, awesome. it, and it was a prison. Uh, obviously it's a, it's a museum for the Clank in the right. term, but it, I love the, I love that. That is, it sounds like the coolest museum. It's pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. probably blood still in the brick somewhere. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, well, and so that's the thing about our space is that you have this sort of um, overwriting of that history with the art museum. And so we're trying to um, use uh, our research and historical records that mm-hmm. we have access to and try to um, press on those tensions and create a really sort of rich dynamic space. Yeah, which is going to be a little bit of a challenge because uh, of museums, it's not large like it's no. not you know most people think museum who've been to the, the larger cities i mean mm-hmm. you think these sprawling yeah you know it's gonna i'm gonna be here for seven hours just to walk from one <laughs> to the other but it's it's a very quaint building i guess would be yes. a, good, a good way to say it but you're challenged there aren't you? yeah especially it is small but i'm glad you brought that up because people on average they've done studies spend about um i think an average of two minutes in front of a work of art mm-hmm. so if you have a small space and you're paying admission and you do that and you're out in like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. like what's the, what's the cost benefit sure. analysis? So one of the things we're doing is, um, one of the upstairs galleries, we call it project space because it has these windows. And so it's this kind of interactive lab. Mm-hmm. And so we are curating it to have these, uh, to, to be an interactive space to get people to slow down and spend some more time, um, in the museum and also to emphasize the making part of art, which sometimes gets lost in museum worlds. Um, so right now we have, and this is a really easy tie in is we have the, uh, another Lego show, Sean Kenny, who's a New York city based artist, um, has his Lego show up and they provided us with 30,000 lime green bricks, all the same color. That's just like that's like heaven for me. <laughs> so all we, Legos, right? Yeah, yeah, all Legos. So he's the guy that does the really cool sculptures and stuff with the Legos. Yes, and yes. he has been at that museum before. No, I this just, is a so this is different a one. Different one. Ah. There's only 15, about fifteen um, artists uh, that are registered that are allowed to use Lego bricks. So and then they have like kind yeah, of yeah, like, like the company says you can't do this unless we approve. Right. Right, right, right. So they have to sign off on it. And then there's kind of like little in like rivalries between the Lego brick artists. Um, (laughs) Of course, why not? Let's let's just make it cool. It's really really fascinating. So what we did with the interactive space, we took those 30,000 bricks and we worked with UWF graphic design faculty and students and created this um, interactive space um, that uh, we call it... um, uh, <laughs> my uh, living room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bricks build, create, curate. And cool. so not only are we providing space to, to create and, and we're facilitating that. So it's not just like, here's a bunch of Legos on a table. 
Um, but we also have pedestals set up so that people can create their own art, display it, take oh, photos cool. of it, share it on Twitter, share it on, on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Um, so that again, we, it, it, there's this thing called the, the concept called the participatory museum. And so that's what we're trying to engender. Yeah. And so this again, it, it encourages the visitors to become makers and to become participants yeah. and curators yeah. themselves. What a great way to get exposure. Yeah. yeah. It's like the virtual 5k, <laughs> right? Like you don't have to get off the couch. You don't have to do the 5k, but right. you can still participate in it and you right. watch it as it goes along. That's really smart. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. So do you, you get people in there like taking selfies with, Lego heads and yeah, yeah, oh, Batman, all yeah. that kind of cool Lego <laughs> stuff that's going on. There's right some amazing uh, um, Lego sculpture that goes on. The in expression there. I have seen just from the artists themselves. Yeah. So I can imagine, I like, guess you give me thirty thousand Lego, we're building something. <laughs> Probably something's gonna blow up or do something stupid. <laughs> yeah. But but um, the last gentleman that was there, I saw that exhibit. Mm. I've not seen this one um, yet, and. I was amazed at one, obviously, holy cow, that's Legos and yeah. they're not glued together. Right. And then the emotion that they were able to capture with a square or a rectangle. Right. You know, and it was just, I was pretty blown away. Yeah. If you think about it, um, a Lego brick is like the essence of creativity because from it's that the starting block. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you can create, you know, hobbyists to children mm-hmm. and, you know, there's a whole adult Lego subculture out there. So, mm-hmm. Children and adults, um, to these artists can create, uh, objects. Pretty much anything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, My leg, it was never turned out like a picture (laughs) on the box. So, you know, what's interesting is we put up these like Lego, um, you know, they have like those Lego panels. Mm -hmm. Um, so we made like, we put up on a wall. So there's like a little mural Mm -hmm. kind of space that, and people really like spelling their names and making declarations of love. Um, yeah, very it. cool. And also s- spelling things like poop. <laughs> yes. Kids are fascinated yeah, with this. Yeah. So are some adults, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been really interesting. There's another live art uh, style project like that. And I'm, I want to say it was in New Orleans. It was right after the hurricane. And it was another UWF student that filled me in on it. But yeah. It was a wall. She, oh, cool. she painted a wall and just left stuff out there for people to go. And it was in the pretty much the ghetto. And it was the same thing. It yeah. Was, it was all. 95% of it was proclamations of love or, yeah. or what they were thankful for or whatever. Right. And it was just, she didn't, and she didn't ask him to put any theme or anything. It just right. naturally happened. Yeah. And it was really cool. And it's just, she's time lapsed it. Right. Yeah. That, so, that's really fascinating. And you yeah. need to check I'll that to, out. I'll have to look at yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, you'll just have to go back and listen to the other 700 shows. <laughs> yeah. Have, so. <clears throat> Dig through um, the archive. All right. So, so you don't just fall into these kinds of roles and you don't find this kind of passion without somebody behind you who's pushed you, I'm sure. Right. So you didn't wake up one day and be like, oh, yeah, I don't work here. <laughs> no, right? Or no. somebody said, Hey, you're creative. <laughs> you should probably stick in this wheelhouse, yes, right? Yeah. That was actually, I'd say my mom. Yeah. Um, in high school, um, you know, I've always been attracted to drawing and, and doing stuff visually. Um, actually one of the sort of seminal moments was, um, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and they have an amazing, um, uh, cultural infrastructure mm-hmm. up there, a lot of great museums. So the it's Carnegie public sculpture too, doesn't it? Yes, they yeah. do. They do have a lot of that. Yeah, the whole state. Yeah. Um, so the Carnegie Museum of Art paired up with our fifth grade class. And so we actually went, they came to our space and then we went to the museum and the museum's also attached to the Museum of Natural History. So we got to go into like the, and they have these really weird old dioramas mm-hmm. of like animals and stuff. So you go and explore mm-hmm. And then based on the natural history stuff, you made like a, an art piece mm-hmm. and then pe- pieces were selected to be displayed in their little like student gallery. 
and what my piece was selected. And that from that experience, like Hollywood, here I yeah, come. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, this is where I want to work. <laughs> Very cool. And so that really kind of touched off my love of museums. And then in high school, um, my aptitude was really just history and art. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It works though. But then you're like, well, what do I do with this? Yeah, right? And then I got to college and I started off in graphic design <clears throat> and I was like, I guess I'm okay at this. And we were sketching like vacuum cleaners and stuff. And then we took a history of design class and it just was like, this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. This Too is what I love. Yeah. yeah. And it just, you know, became an obsession. It's an obsession, really. Yeah. Yeah. Art and museums. What do you think, what do you find the most interesting about, uh, or, as you study art and you study history, you study the past, right? Yes. What do you, what, what's your, what's the phenomena you think? Why don't we do it enough? Because I think you find more there than you ever do looking for the future. Yeah. Right? Well, I think. Not that you shouldn't. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm not a pessimist by, by any means. <laughs> well, what I really like about the historical component of art. Well, so what's amazing about art is for the most part, you have objects. You have like these material items that have um, outlived their makers mm-hmm. and have outlived um, the societies that produce them. So on the one hand, so in that sense, they encapsulate not just the period of time that they were made, but they've encapsulated all the, all the time that has passed of their existence mm-hmm. and our, into our present. Mm-hmm. So they have like, it's like time is squished I didn't think about into that. Them. Yeah. It's not just the, yeah. the, the year the painting was done. It's everything right. that's happened since right. then. Right. So with our yeah. 2017 eyes, we have a, a perspective and an interpretation of that particular work or object. People in 1915 had a a different one um, and so on and so forth. And so what I like doing is picking apart all those narratives and drilling down deep to understand, okay, like in 1890, what was going on um, in society and cultural Mm -hmm. and culture at large? And how was this artwork functioning in that society? And and then pulling out these, again, these multiple narratives. Um, We were talking earlier about the winners write history. Mm -hmm. A lot of times those winners are white dudes <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <okay>. right so, <laughs> the, the data suggests you are correct yeah so that's one narrative right uh, and then the, usually <clears throat> those are the dominant narratives mm-hmm. so what about the other narratives that are going on um women um people of color mm-hmm. um marginalized groups and how do you uncover that and and the, or the ones of, that were all destroyed because exactly you know god reigned for king and country and exactly screw you if you're going to keep it and they weren't alive to to tell the tale yeah and so the object is there to help us pull those narratives apart and explore these stories. Um, Very cool. And understand, I think, humankind and our nature better. Yeah. Mm. So, so people are people are fascinating, aren't they? Yes. I think it's it's the best sport left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I really yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. So, so going forward, like, how can we as Pensacola, and how can we as you know UWF and just the the population, whatever, anybody here, the assets that are here, how can we help you achieve your goal? Okay, well, I guess maybe I should talk about what the goal might be. Yeah. And I also, there's a great... <laughs> you have one. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> there's a great um, curator. So I teach. I'm also mm. a teacher. Um, I teach uh, art history and, and museum studies classes. Oh, so you play with clay all day, right? I play with clay. <laughs> no, I play with words. Yeah, there and, you go. And slides. I make people look at pictures, <laughs> and then I talk about it, and I make them yeah. listen to me. There you go. Um, but I also talk about... Uh, museums and and how to curate. And so there's this one curator um, who's very famous, Mary Jane Jacob, and she talked about the differences between goals and aims. Mm-hmm. Goals as these measuring things, these things that you measure 
but don't necessarily, when you get obsessed with goals, you kind of miss the big picture. Aims are kind of more general. Mm -hmm. They can be a bit more ambiguous, but they lead you in that right direction. And I would say my aim for the Pensacola Museum of Art is to serve our local communities mm-hmm. um, and be steward, not only for the objects in our care, um, but for the environment um, and for culture at large, be a stewardship of, of, of civil society um, and be a space that's a gathering community space um, that people feel comfortable being in. And that means expanding our audiences as well and bringing the museum to mm-hmm. the people yeah. as much as the people to the museum. Yeah. So we've done some initiatives like uh, playing around with our pop-up museum to try to uh, engage that. But those are some strategies that we're going to look at in terms of like long-term. The other component is elevating the Pensacola Museum of Art and entering it into more of a national dialogue. Um, So that's a a goal as well. And having the university there and the resources of the university and the academics and the research that are going on Mm -hmm. there paired with the museum's history as a community entity um, I think is sort of this ideal space and this ideal coming together of forces that can help us achieve that balancing Connect the local and the, the global. Yeah. 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 And you're right. Cause, cause all of the pieces you need are here. Yeah. And, and all of the technologies here. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I mean, aside from really just catching some ideas outside of here, I don't think that you couldn't facilitate everything you needed from here. I completely agree. Yeah. So. Uh, Pensacola has so much potential. There's so much energy here right now to even just... You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Keith. <laughs> well, we were talking about it. You know, we left in 2012 and even from 2012 yeah. to now, like the vibrancy of the downtown area in particular is just striking mm-hmm. and it's just really exciting right now. Um, and there's a ton of potential and a ton of resources to harness. And now that we're part two of the UWF Historic Trust, we're part of this cultural ecosystem that's yeah. being built up um, in the in the middle of the city and taking advantage and dialoguing with my colleagues at the trust and the institutions there like Pensacola Voices and the Wentworth, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of opportunity. Do you find, um, and I don't know if you guys do this already, but are you finding that there is going to be some space or some something created that maybe can bring in some of the local people, whether they... Are the guys selling stuff at the Palafox market on Saturday or they're mm-hmm. the, you know, the next best Monet or whatever from, you know, <laughs> hidden down in their basement. Right, right, right. Well, so part of the engagement with the local arts crowd, um, one is kind of creating programming opportunities that appeals to, um, different, different sets of audiences, mm-hmm. you know, and it's okay if like one exhibition, you're like, I'm not too crazy about that, but the other per, you know, person next to you might be like, this mm-hmm. is great. But having a variety and diversity in the programming is really important. Um, since I've been in, I've actually had a couple, a lot of requests for pop-up exhibitions. Yeah. So that's one area that we can, and like you said, we're, we're kind it's like of. The, it's like the food truck of art. It, the food truck of yeah. art. You bet. Flash mob of all really cool <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's uh, yeah, that'd be neat. But it's really important to foster that kind of energy and the, that kind of production. And so. Like, as we mentioned, our our space isn't that big, so we're kind of limited in terms of accommodating the pop-ups. But we've been talking with the curators at the Trust and Pensacola. You know, there's spaces that are available to us, like Pensacola Voices is an excellent venue for mm-hmm. a pop-up show. And, and so, again... How long does a pop-up show last? I mean, can it be two hours or could it be, like, it, two weeks? It can be two hours to two weeks. Or four. 
or four. There's no limit, right? If it's four, if it's like four weeks, I'd say that's an actual exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So all right. So all you twenty eight dayers, right, right, chill out. Right, right, right. Um, and so we encourage like people if they're um have these ideas to to bring them to us and we can help facilitate those whether it'll be in the space of the museum or not we can help facilitate that and I also like to talk about the museum not as a static building mm-hmm. and a static site sure. the museum as an idea or as a concept and so that's kind of also the the pop up museum thing that yeah. this is this some is, reach into the community yeah yeah it's just not being downtown it's and, fluid yeah. it's fluid it's not just uh, you know that building yeah so uh, okay so how do you do that and pop-up was is a, is a really cool thing but how else do you do that i mean other than you being in 500 places at once which we know it's just <laughs> not gonna be possible well one thing moving forward is really um attending to the digital space yeah um and thinking about i think sometimes when people talk about the digital um they think of it as like this other thing Mm-hmm. When in fact it's you know it coexists with the physical space. So trying to <laughs> yeah. connect. If you haven't realized you are surrounded by technology, <laughs> yeah. we got issues. <laughs> yes, case in point, what yeah. we're doing right now. Um, so finding a way to connect the digital space to the physical space, and to connect that to like visitors' experiences, yeah. so it gives them sort of like really fruitful yeah. um, experiences. So there's a number of ways you can do that, and there's a lot of models for that. Um, that's the direction museums are, are moving. So. Are you waiting to, on technology still, you think, a little bit? Um, I think we're... Or is there's, it the price maybe we're waiting to drop? It's kind of a little bit of both. I mean, the technology comes fast and furious, and so trying to sort out these different platforms and how they might be useful to us is a challenge. And I think as we're kind of putting the pieces in place and creating like a strategic plan, like that component's going to be a part of it. So how do we expand our digital reach? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really big part of accessibility yeah. as well. And then, and then to make it an experience that's not two dimensional. Exactly. A, on, you know, exactly. How screen. are we enriching the yeah. experience of the visitor and what content can we put in the digital arena that supplements the physical experience? Yeah. So thinking about so, it. So we were talking AR and, and VR, right? Because yeah. it's here and it's, yes. it's coming big time. Right, so right. How cool would it be to have an exhibit show up in your living room? And through you know, AR, like sort yeah. Of, yeah, sort of on demand. Yes. And you paid to go see the exhibit yeah, yeah. and you kind of walk around your house and get to see it. I mean, this, these are the possibilities that are happening. Well, in a- AR, especially augmented <clears throat> reality, you know, to play with space in the city as, as material, um, you know, there's not where you don't have enough mi- money to put up like physical. Mm-hmm like objects yeah. or, or large scale sculpture. But if you have digital designs and you can in, import that into like an AR program mm-hmm. and people can walk around the city and flash their, their uh, mobile devices and mm-hmm. see this work of digital art within their real space. I mean, that's a, cool. That is really cool. And there's a lot of potential for that. Yeah. Especially here, you know, and the funny thing is, is you, you used to see it back in either Disney or Hollywood when they had the ghost tours, right? Yeah, yeah. You, they'd do the fake projections, but yeah. they were three-dimensional holograms mm-hmm. that would float across the wall. Yeah. It was much like that. I know UWS working on some stuff like that, but how cool would it yes. be just to go strolling through the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. town at night and it all pops up your, your history lesson for the evening? Oh, I think what would be cool also would be like a projection art festival. Yeah, yeah. So you're, just, you're kind of hanging out in the era? Yeah. All yeah. of hologram. Yeah, made yeah, up to, yeah, 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 and use like the the cityscape as basically like a canvas mm-hmm. um, uh, to really engage that. And speaking of, I wanted to do a little quick plug for Gallery Night coming up on the sixteenth. We actually have um, a visiting artist from Vancouver, Sunny Nestler, and she's we're going to have an adult workshop that she's going to run and a, a, a companion kids workshop that our Valerie Peacock, our education coordinator, mm-hmm. is going to run. And they're going to make um, animation 
uh, uh, video um, based on sketches that people in the workshop do. And you scan the sketches in and she's cool. going to create it. And then she's going to have, we're going to have one of her pieces actually projecting a film piece projecting in the stairwell of the right. museum as well. So, so but, it's going to look like they're walking upstairs. No, <laughs> I wish. It's I, not, I mean, not that it does this really cool stuff though. Yeah. Went to the way, between the sketches and the projections. It, mm -hmm. it, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be really interesting. And, and that's the other thing too, is I don't think the museum has really engaged with like new media. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a big, I mean, new media is so big that it's not called new media anymore. It's just, um, you know, video digital mm -hmm. 40 is another, um, for like sound mm -hmm. art and video art, et cetera. So, and then playing with like the liminal spaces of the, of the art museum, like projecting in stairwells and, and, you know, really engaging the, the full, you know, architecture of the mm -hmm. space. It should be really cool. Plus you get to make a cool, cool video and, and meet an amazing artist, Sunny Nestler. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what time does that start on gallery night? That starts at six and it's free. And then you can also, um, check out our exhibitions, uh, which is the downstairs floor is metaphor as manifestation featuring the work of Jasper Johns and Robert Motherwell. Upstairs is Sean Kenny, the piece by piece, mm -hmm. um, Lego 30, show. 30,000 Legos. 30,000 Legos. And <laughs> bring your friends. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just don't climb up on Leave the tricycle. Leave the beer in the car. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Please. Um, <clears throat> so, but for the adult workshop, I do have to say, um, go to our website, um, to register for it because there's only so many slots available. Um, but I think the children's reps, uh, workshop is kind of a little more fluid. Oh, very cool. And so, you're planning to obviously be involved in gallery night with some of this stuff. Yeah, I would like to. It's funny because we just had a conversation. I sit on the board. So yeah. uh, we just had a conversation yesterday about talking about you guys sort of having some more interactive things. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think back when it first started, they were, the museum was out there and there was something to do. Yeah. Um, so because we're, we're sort of flipping it and wanting to have a lot more of the interactive stuff yep. in there, the placemaking, if you call right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah. So. We get to talk. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and what I would ideally like to do is create that placemaking interactive component that gels with what gallery night is, uh, as well as with what we have mm -hmm. in the museum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. So one more time, website or phone numbers or tickets or anything, where do they go? <laughs> All right. Well, for the website, go to www.pensacolamuseum.org. We also have a Facebook page. You can just Google Pensacola Museum of Art. And our Instagram. You should follow us on Instagram. We got a pretty. pretty it's a big thing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's this thing. It's kind of cool. Yeah. But you should of... check it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very cool. Well, thanks for coming awesome. in. Well, thanks, out. Keith. This was great. And um, uh, we're going to talk a little bit when we get done here, but uh, I will for sure come and see you guys on gallery night. Excellent. So we go down there and film stuff. Too, oh, so terrific, we, terrific. Yeah, we'll put it all together. I look forward to seeing it. We'll you. film the filming of the animation film. Oh, right that's together. so crazy. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Nolan style. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook, or you can find us on our website at pensacola.businessradiox.com. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. Mm -hmm.